Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. On this week's episode of Damsels in the DMs. Dear Damsels, I've been struggling to find what I'm passionate about and I don't even know where to start. How do I find out what career I'm going to be happy in and also make a decent living at the same time? Do I go to college and rack up student loans instead? How do I manifest something when I don't even know what I want? Thanks. Struggling to find myself. This message is intended as a reminder that we are not licensed professionals, not psychiatrists or psychologists. If you have a serious problem, please seek professional help. The National Suicide Hotline is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. There's some damsels in the DM. Yes, queen. <laughs> Tell us what's the vibe. Uh-huh. What's the some damsels in the DM. Please tell us what's the vibe. DMs, DMs, yeah, we see them, yeah, we read them. DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them. Please, yeah. It's going down in the DMs. Bye. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs. I'm Osh. And I'm Alejandro. So today we have George Maple, who is one of my dear friends. She's in Australia. She's an artist, just an all-around beautiful human being. And this was a great episode. What did you think about Alejandro? I am absolutely obsessed with George Maple. Oh my goodness. Listening to her music is one thing, but hearing about not only her creative process and diving into writing and balancing projects with dating and just life in general, I'm just, I was in awe. I, I cannot wait for the listeners to hear everything that she has to say. Yeah, you guys are going to basically step into the mind of an, like a creative genius. Yes. And I don't call anyone a creative genius, but I definitely think that she is, she is one. And just this conversation is so amazing and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to it. So let's get into it. Let's do it. George, how are you? I'm very well. Thank you. How are you guys? We're Fantastic. good. <laughs> I've I've been waiting to have you on this podcast because when we met, we met through a mutual friend who was a very good friend of mine, and we automatically clicked. I think you know mm. your energy was just so. I think we were on like the same vibration that night, and your energy was just so powerful. And I was very drawn to you, and I was like, I need her to be my friend. <laughs> like automatically, like I gave her, and I don't. I mean, I am a hugger, but I kind of. Now I'm trying to like protect that energy that I give out to people, but I automatically was like, give me a hug. Yeah, I felt the same, 100%. That was such a beautiful, that was New Year's Eve. That was very yeah. special. Oh just, yeah, we spent yeah. Yeah. New Year's Eve together. Yeah. Yes, that was <laughs> Well, amazing. for the listeners who don't know much about George Maple, George, mm-hmm. can you share a little bit with us who you are and how you came to be in this musician world that you are now yeah. in? Sure. I mean, um, I had a very sort of like humble upbringing. I lived in a beach town in Sydney, Australia. And um, I don't know if it was kind of the isolation of being, we're quite far away from the city and far away from things. It's very sort of, um, I don't know, it's, there's water and there are trees and there's houses sort of perched within, in that landscape. And I think um, I, as a kid, just had a really vivid imagination. And so I would write songs and I would write plays with my cousin because she lived with us at the time. She was like my best friend. And then 
I think when I figured out that you could actually pursue that kind of passion for your life, I dedicated myself to it really early. Like I think I was about nine when I wrote my first song and then 11 when I entered my first songwriting competition. And then that, yeah, and then it just kind of, it kind of evolved, you know, it has twists and turns. And then I ended up being lucky enough to, you know, make it into a career. And then from there, that um, sort of transition from songwriting behind the scenes to becoming the artist myself. And then I figured out that you can explore other mediums as an artist beyond, I mean, music is always a central thread for the, the, the things that I create but I became really fascinated with storytelling in different mediums. So whether that was like a live production or it was a film or it's mixed reality, I mean, and the gates are opening even wider at the moment because there's all of this stuff going on in the metaverse and there are all these new ways of experiencing entertainment. And so I just became really fascinated with the concept of storytelling and realized that in order to explore my full, um, the full scope of my own artistic sort of expression and vision, was that I could not really limit myself to just music. I needed it to be more expansive. And, and so that's kind of where I am now and where it's come from. So music has always guided the way and then it's, it's ended up in these new mediums and now it's sort of a free-for-all. I just, I'm inspired. I, actually, it's funny. I think that my friends often talk about being, and my other artist friends, we talk about being inspired by the muse and that's not necessarily like a person. That's uh, an energy, like a, you're kind of like a conduit. I was learned about that word the other day. You sort of a channel, channel for all of all of these messages that need to come through. I mean, most of the time, I am so unconscious when I'm writing. It's not like I don't sit down. It'd be quite a weird and boring thing to watch because it's not like I'm sitting down and writing um, what I want to say. It's something that I sort of receive and. I don't know. It just it just comes out. I've never quite been able to <laughs> I've never been able to like explain it or understand it. But I feel very lucky to have built a really strong relationship with that part of myself to allow it to come through as clear as possible. And the more that I the more that I refine that, the more I find there are these magical things that happen. So I guess that's been my journey up until now, and it continues. You know. That's amazing That's that amazing. it sounds like it's been with you your whole life, but yeah, you're now able to put into words, I, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's funny when you, I was talking to a friend about that yesterday, about how I didn't realize it wasn't normal that when you would listen to music, you would see images and she was like, no, that's not normal. I was like, oh, that's, that's what's happened in my whole life because I listen to music and I'm like, oh, this is happening. And then I'll see like a symbol of a panther and then I'll see like a dark, dingy room or something. And I realized that that's a part of the, you know, the gift that I guess that, that I've been given in this lifetime is to explore that. And I think the more that you embrace that and the more that you're like, yes, I have been given a gift and sort of, it's not even a part of you anymore. It's like you're you're lucky enough to explore and to express through that particular gift that you've been given. It's quite a it's quite a journey. It's a never ending never ending story, I guess. It is a never ending journey. <laughs> I feel like when I was listening to it was Cold Water from yes. Myth. I honestly felt like I was listening to like thunderous clouds, no pulsing against my ears with like this, these snare elements that created mm. like this ideal soundscape that almost felt like I was like feeling the sun kind of just like wow my skin. It was so, I, I totally feel what you're describing because I, yeah, I'm listening I mean. to it, like I am transported and I can see exactly what you were describing, just like different pieces like coming yeah. through life in a beautiful it's, way. 
it's this really beautiful, I call it like an elemental process. I don't know if that's a real, if that's an appropriate word, but it's like yeah. if you're able to lock into, and because like when I work, I work with other artists as well. Like I, I love working with other artists um, from a collaborative standpoint, but also working to help facilitate their vision. Because I think that's something that I've also learned is quite easy for me to be able to kind of like jump into their skin and be like, okay, where are they, where is their essence? And to be able to connect with that. And you'll find that there'll be a completely different soundscape for, um, you know, a particular project. You know, we were talking about it, I was talking about this yesterday, actually, about, you know, some, some soundscapes require this intensity and this fire and this masculinity, and therefore you'll, you'll choose certain sounds that are appropriate for that and you'll choose certain settings. And it's like creating these little mini worlds. And I think the sonic side of things is what guides a lot of that process. But it's really nice to be able to jump into these different skins and work within within other people's energies as well. So it's amazing that you picked up on the I guess the detail of, of those like creative decisions that, that happen. I, uh, I see that in Alejandro too, because he is a very visually artistic person and the way that your mind works is very beautiful because even the words that you use, the way that you speak is that I, that's why I knew you'd be the perfect host yeah. to choose for George. <laughs> totally. I'm like, he's gonna have a good time with this one. Um, <laughs> You know, I think you're you're going to be able to relate to her a lot. Yeah. I absolutely love just listening to, like, from beginning to end, each of the albums. Like, it really mm. was just, like, an otherworldly experience. There was another Aww. one off of Lover. It was, uh, yeah. I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. Roman Candy? Roman? Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, just a, the name just, you know, you know when you label a demo and then you're like, yeah. it's, that's the name now. <laughs> well, I'm so curious about that one though, because like it honestly, for me, maybe this is different for everybody else, but yeah, it took true. me to like this 90s sort of like mm. music video vibe while <laughs> yeah. mixing it with like the craft. So I wanted to see like some witchery Ooh. going on. I don't know. Yes, I love that. The witchery <laughs> thing, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely 90s. What's your inspiration behind um, these songs that you write and the vision that you create for each song? Yeah. There's no sort of conscious inspiration behind the music itself. It's more a response to my experiences and to the world around me at any given time. And I think, I think as, when you're born as an artist, you, you're born with these ginormous emotions and I think that's a part of it. I think that when you're born with that sort of big emotional experience, it's almost like you can't hold it in your body. It has to go somewhere or you'll actually go mad. And so I think it's the, the very, very taxing emotional experiences that actually lead to the best music. Um, I feel like probably when I was younger, I think my subconscious would have been like seeking out those experiences to try and sort of, you know, build the story and, and experience. And I guess it is, I guess you're, you're, you're in this body to experience as much as you can and to expand and to, to learn. And so you sort of leave no stone unturned. So I think as long as I'm operating from a place of, of alignment and authenticity, I think that's always like the thing that I come back to. I'm like, okay, am I in alignment? Am I in my authentic place? And then the inspiration naturally comes from that place. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's, it's very minimal conscious. I mean, when I do pop songwriting, I guess there's a little bit more, oh, let's experiment with this genre and let's like play with this. But that's more of a, 
I think that's more of a skill building exercise rather than it being that pure, because you have to have a balance of being able to receive the messages or being able to really channel whatever it is that's coming through and having the skills to actually support that and to be able to, so, you know, when you, when you first start something, you're like, I, I can't figure out how to say it, but I know what I want to say, but I don't, and that's when you don't have the, the skills yet to actually support the message that's coming through. So once you refine all of those skills, it, you can receive the message and trans, transmute them and sort of transform them um, with each with each particular song, I think. It's like you're um, a medium, you know, the people that talk to ghosts, but like for music. <laughs> I know, it's really weird. I just, the music I just like talks to you. <laughs> it does, and it sounds a bit wild. I think that I'm like, oh yeah, it might sound a bit strange, but it's genuinely the experience that I have. And if like anyone that, anyone's welcome to film me in the studio and see that that's exactly what happens. It's sort of like, la, 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 la. Okay, we're good now. (laughs) I want to be a fly on the wall. If you ever have a, you know, a studio session in LA and you can have a guest come, please bring I would love to see that process. You should come in on actually, I was thinking about the most beautiful experience in the studio for someone to watch is actually a collaborative process. So when you've got multiple writers and producers, that's really beautiful to watch because there's so many conversations that happen. There's so many moments of magical connection there. It's really, I I would imagine that would be a really incredible experience to watch, but someone just on their own, like you sound like a mad scientist. (laughs) I want to see both. I want to see both. I want to see you as a mad scientist by yourself and then the whole collaborative process. We'll We'll make it happen. Yeah. I am curious though, as you're writing your new album, Do you find yourself either gravitating towards specific themes or manifesting specific ideas in particular ways? At the moment, so I started writing two weeks ago and I start just by, I go blah, so I just, whatever comes out. And then I'll notice, you just kind of have that intuitive feeling that that's right. This one's in the space and this one's in the space, and this one's in the space. And then eventually you sort of end up with this tonality or a theme that is consistent because so much of it is kind of a channel and it's unconscious. It's kind of in in hindsight and in retrospect that you realise the themes and you realise what you were processing or you you realise what you were inspired by. You know, I had a conversation with a friend and we were talking about Paris the other day and I had this desire to go to Paris and I was talking to him and his experiences and then I wrote something in the evening and I realized that I'd actually channeled his experience because I could kind of pick up on what he was feeling and where he was going and it's very strange and um it's a strange thing to intellectualize as well because it is so kind of it's not very yeah it's not it's not very cerebral so um uh, if things don't make sense I apologize but it's yeah it's it's the themes are always in the the editing process. I find you know you got mm. the you have the the initial creative process, and then you have like the edit where you start to go, okay, what have we got here? What is this? And that's more of a a logical brain, the intellectual brain, kind of coming in and going, ooh, what is this? Is this a this is a little piece of work that represents mythology, or it represents like the muse, or it represents something and you can kind of see where everything's come from but at the time it's it's purely just whatever's happening in my body I guess that's cool that's really really cool cool. I'm I'm curious to where George Maple came from yeah 
Yeah, it was um, just a name that popped into my head as like yeah. all the things. Yeah, it was. I really and I like think- it. It, and Thank it just you. is so, it's so great. You know, it just is so you. It is. It, that's, it is. It's just very strange. It's sort of just like all the things downloaded. And I asked my mum if she liked it. My mum has very good intuition. And she said, yes, that sounds very good. And then I realised that, you know, it's really important that it has no connotations and there's no, there's actually no meaning behind it. So it's a mm. canvas. So okay. it was a, ca- oh. a completely blank canvas so that I could create what that meant. And, and it was a, a place for me to explore parts of myself that I maybe wasn't comfortable before, like exploring under my real name, you know? Yeah. And then now it's just a part of me, I guess. I love that you yes. describe it as a canvas. That is amazing. I mean, what a way to own your own power and to say like, no, this is not fixed. This is going to transform. Let yeah. me go with it and label it as... Yeah. That's so cool. That's yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad that I'm glad that that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that answer was so much better than I feel like if someone told me their inspiration or like what what was behind it. You know, that yeah. blank canvas is so beautiful because then it it gives you the the freedom to do what you want with it and yeah. be who you want with it and not just be confined to well I. George Mabel because of this and this and this is how I feel about it because then you're confining yourself but you're just like allowing yourself to be so free with that name and I love that yeah freedom is is paramount with with everything that we do creatively artists artists I think as artists I think that's one of my fundamental values is like complete freedom and beyond just freedom it's like wild expression that ability to really go to the ends of the earth with your wildness I think that's like very very important because that's where you find the magic otherwise you might miss something and that the idea of missing something just like oh that feels like a waste you know freedom is wild freedom very important but I'm just curious like what has been dating like while you're on this amazing journey as an artist (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's funny yeah I mean it's always been integral to the writing process. I've always had my my muses and my men and my the destruction of relationships, and you can hear it in all the music. You know, it's all there. Um, so it's very much a part of the process. Um, I think as I've matured and and grown, it's it's not that it's becoming less less a part of the process. But I feel like my uh, my interests are expanding creatively more into the kind of the into the subconscious, into the way that we process things. What's more conceptual, and I don't rely so heavily on those experiences. You know, I can speak with others and and draw upon their experiences. I can have. I was actually thinking like I'm ready to start dating again, and so yeah, I'm no, very excited. Um, but it, a part of that actually consciously was well, I'm writing an album. So it would make sense for me to be open to these experiences. And now that I am more grown and I can do that from a conscious place, I'm excited to explore that. Because I think, as we said, like in the past, it's just been chaos. And then I write stuff because the chaos happens. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) yes, it's very integral um, being, I mean, it's, I think, I think that my personal stories would be similar to anyone else's personal stories. It's just that I'm able to amplify them and dramatize them and put them into a into a medium 
All right, guys, before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. So when I was talking to you and I met you at New Year's, we were giving a friend um, some advice. You've grown a lot from Mm. past experiences and you had a lot of good things to say, just like very powerful things to say. And I just wanted to ask like how, you know, your own self-love journey, like when I speak to you, it's very clear that you're in your power and you own your power and you, you love yourself and, you know, you, you hold yourself in a high regard as like a lot of people should do. That is the most powerful thing. I think any woman, man can do, especially yeah. women. Um, I'm glad that, I'm glad that you included men there as well. I think it's really important yeah. that the conversation yeah. is open to both. Super important since it is national women's month. This yes. month. Yeah. 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 Have you always been, like this or did you have to do a lot of work on yourself to become who you are um mentally and you know just like internally I think I was really lucky because I was born with parents who are really really loving generally that's a really good it's a really good start my dad is incredibly incredibly kind um very confident very self-assured um, so I've always always had the confidence, always had the self-assuredness from very young and always always kind of knowing what I wanted to do. As I said, it was like, it wasn't even an option. Like there was no other option for me than to do this um, and to explore this journey as, as an artist. Um, it just, there just wasn't another option because everything else didn't feel right. And um, I didn't really try anything else. I just sort of knew that there, there was a reason that I had to do the things. But I definitely has been a journey to get to a place and it is a never ending journey. It's not by any means perfect. I'm a hands down the biggest perfectionist in the world. So that was, that was one of the things that I had to really work with and overcome. And I feel really grateful that I was given a career and a path that challenged, challenged the notion of perfectionism and control and, there were so many things that could go wrong and so many things that you can lose your cool over. And there's so many, I've been put in so many situations over the last 10 years where um, I haven't activated my best self and I haven't been a good boss and I haven't been, and I've been out of my depth and I've let my emotions get the better of me and whatever. And many times, but I've also, I think, and I hope that this is, this is true, that I've taken stock of all of those times and I've reflected and I've gone inwards and I've gone, okay, well, what is it within me that's 
it, like I feel like I have a responsibility if I'm in a position of um, of leadership in any capacity because I often like you have to lead teams and I have to um, whether it's a film like we did a, a live performance film and I had a crew of like 45 people on that and that, you know I was at the top and I was performing at the same time and that's a big job to undertake but I I like those opportunities because they help me really step up to the plate and I go okay I want to I want to run this with um in a way that I would be 100% proud of at the end of it. So not losing, there's, you know, not losing my, managing myself to be able to be better for others with that being the intention, being a being a good role model and being, you know, I love working with younger artists. and so, so anyway, long story short that there have been many situations over the last 10 years where I did not love myself, 100% did not love myself. And yet those little parts of myself that are, incredibly well have have been in the past incredibly insecure about my abilities incredibly insecure about you know my my worth like we all do um but I've spoken to those parts of myself and I spent a, I spent a lot of time doing I don't know if you do a lot of like shadow work and sort of integration of these different parts of the psyche and like really going into them and going like what is my inner child saying and how does she need to be um talked to where does she fit in the I call it the theatre of experience that sits inside our subconscious, and there's so many different characters that that um, that make up that theatre of experience. Um, and I think being me coming to a place where I was like really, really honest and really open to all of these different characters in my psyche, and allowing them to all sit at the table together and giving them attention, helped me to genuinely love all of those parts of myself because that's what it is you know you can, you can have the perception of self-love for a particular part of yourself but then you've rejected this other part that you really really don't like and that happens because people tell us that those parts of ourselves whether it's society our parents our friends whatever they're not acceptable mm. and then we've got these other parts that are very acceptable so we amplify them so a big part of my journey to come to a place where now I feel pretty confident I'm still still working like anyone but pretty confident with where I'm at now and it has been truly just embracing all of those parts of myself even when I'm like oh that's really ugly I really don't like that but going okay why, why don't you like it and then looking at it and saying okay what do you need what does that part of myself need and it's like usually it's just like we just need to be seen and then you're like okay I'll let you be seen and then suddenly you feel this like weights lift off you and you feel this I don't know it's like this this peace that kind of comes from knowing that there you're a complex being and that you are full of light and dark and you're full of complexities and you've made mistakes and you haven't been the best person that you were meant to be and there's some there's some peace that comes from really accepting all of those parts and moving into a place of like I'm always I always love the idea of your striving like genuinely striving to be better as well like striving to know more about yourself striving to be kinder striving to be more um, aware of other people striving you know those things are important the same way that we set goals for our careers and we want to you know achieve certain things I think those goals emotionally are really important as well so that's kind of like how I got to the place that I'm at now it's very nice that it, it feels that way on the other end because that's important to me too well two questions um will you be my therapist and also <laughs> <laughs> fix me <laughs> I have been doing therapy for a while as well. That's been that's been really helpful. Um, second question: Have you considered writing a book about this kind of stuff? Yeah. Because I think you should. Really? Not to add oh. any more onto your already very full plate, but I mean, yes, sure. I'm 
I feel like if I did that, it's interesting. So we're putting, I've got a friend of mine and I are working on putting together and it's, it's not really top secret, but it's, it's, it's where we're building an artist foundation in Australia that is a, a foundation, like a non-for-profit foundation to uh, for protection, preservation and prosperity of the arts in Australia. Very big job and it will be incredible. Um, but what, one thing I realised about that process was how much, I, it, how much easier it is when you have another person there kind of asking questions or both of both of you asking questions so I think if if there was a, a book in the works at, at some point um it would have to be in collaboration so maybe we can do it together I would be so down we could do that that would be <laughs> yes. fun it'd be quite like healing as well there's also like I had a friend of mine that when I was going through a really bad breakup him and I used to basically text dm one another just you know when you just need to do a brain dump of all the things yeah. that you're feeling and you need a safe space to do that we used to text one another and we'd like you know sometimes it take like 24 hours to read it but it was like this knowing that we just had this place where we could put everything and it helped yeah. us to because we both processed things in that way we needed to talk about it we needed to write it down so we created this safe space to do that um so that could be a good starting point that's how it all starts just the yeah mm. The, we call it the okay, well it was a brrr. <laughs> um okay i think it is time to get into the letter portion dear damsels can i just say that i'm glad that you're adding more topics for season three outside of dating i've been struggling to find what i'm passionate about and i don't even know where to start I'm about to graduate high school and I have no plans for further education. As expected, my parents are going to be kicking me out once I'm done with school. I change my mind about what I want to do at least once a week. I'm really creative and I know that I want to be in the entertainment industry, but I just don't know what it is that is going to make me happy. How do I find out what career I'm going to be happy in and also make a decent living at the same time? Do I go to college and rack up student loans instead? How do I manifest something when I don't even know what I want? Thanks. Struggling to find myself. Boom. Wow. <laughs> I can speak to the student loans thing. I mean, I definitely still have student debt from undergrad, which I mean, it's kind of, I guess, part of the American experience at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I loved about, I guess, what I learned through all of that is that you know, in, the, in that during that time, I was also confused about what I wanted to do with my life. And unfortunately, actually fortunately I always had writing uh to rely on as like my own like form of therapy and also form of expression um uh, and now like looking back it's like years later I'm still involved in publishing and I love books and it's just kind of what always stuck and mm. it's kind of like what yeah ever since my, my childhood I have always found a love of reading so I think like one thing for this letter writer to keep in mind is to really dig into those things that have made them happy mm. for always not just you know what's what's a nice quick escape it's just like no like what has been of interest for a long time because I think that can really provide a lot of teachable moments in terms of where the creative direction is supposed to go or where the next job is supposed to be I mean yeah like I did the whole college thing too and I think it was it was great because I was able to build these life experiences socially and meet people. I think that was the only great part about it and learning how to be, you know, um, not living with parents or you just be being independent. Basically, it, it definitely helped with that. But I don't think it was for me. I think it was definitely a waste of money um, because I didn't even end up 
doing the thing that I studied. Um, I think if you know that you want to be a doctor, lawyer, engineer, and your the career that you want to go into requires a degree and requires further education, then go for it. But if you're just doing it because you know you just don't know what you want to do and maybe that'll help you, I don't I don't know if that's the answer for you. I would just say um, student loans are a pain in the butt and you don't want to rack that up. So if you know that you're creative, maybe start go like intern. You know, go and shadow people. If you think you want to be in an actor, take an acting class and see if this is what really speaks to you. If you want to be in music, shadow a musician, follow them around, go to studios and see how they record. Um, I think there's other ways outside of university to find what you're find what works for you. Definitely. Add to like the concern of money. Yes, that is a very real thing. But when you're trying to find out what makes you happy or what's going to give you that fulfillment, that's like, kind of secondary, the whole yeah. money, financial stuff. It's like, really got to dig in. But George, yeah. what I was going to say, and you're going to be poor anyway. Like that, that, that part of your, that part of your life is, is like, that's when you're meant to be poor. <laughs> like spend that time, spend the two years. Like even take, like I, I kept thinking when you guys were talking, also traveling and ex- exploring other worlds of creativity, like go to Paris, go to London, go to New York, go to the hubs, the creative hubs of the world and see how things are done and meet people and talk to people and, I just do as you said follow what makes you genuinely happy and like keep looking at that and be like oh do I feel this like ooh, this when I when I when I do this thing or when I'm around these kinds of people and eventually the puzzle pieces will come together I feel but like using it consciously taking like two years it's like what I say with my young artists I go just explore for six months like just write whatever it doesn't matter there's no yeah. there's no rule this is the time when you're at the beginning of your journey it's the time to be like a a poor struggling artist that can just like make things and have strange experiences and make mistakes. And that's really, really important. I think the same goes for any sort of creative journey that is beginning. And I wonder what yeah. both of you think about like setting a time frame or like a deadline. Mm. I feel like that's often, well, I know that's what I did before yeah. where I have to achieve X, Y, Z by this year or this date or whatever. And like, I also think that not doing that is really, really important when you're in this like exploratory phase. What do you both think? Yeah, I think, um, well, they are being kicked out right when they graduate. Oh, so I feel like it's a timeline. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, there has to be some sort of timeline, you know, unless your parents do let you just stay in their house for free and or for, pay them a little bit, at least here rent sucks you're not going to be able to find a place without a job without any money so I think if you do have that kind of urgency to get out of the house you're going to be getting out of the house then um you know find friends to crash with get a job any job Mm. that will you know yeah it's going to be shitty but if you want to be in this entertainment industry you're going to have to work shitty jobs everyone Mm. does that you know it's part of the whole process um Mm. unless you were born into it but yeah, if there's no time, no urgency, then sure, you know, take that time to to figure out what you want to do and use your time, your creative time, like the way that you want to use it. But for for this person, I don't know. Yeah, because it, but it also could be like sometimes what I'll recommend to younger artists is that they give it. So there's this balance between um, timeline and freedom. So it's this idea that you actually allow yourself a year 
of freedom where you go, my 100% goal throughout this year is to just go blah and to have a shitty job and to run around and to travel and to do whatever. And then like you sort of have a meeting with yourself in a year and you go, how are we going? Where do we feel like this is is going? But it's like allowing yourself that that craziness in a parameter that's quite effective. I find it's really effective for my younger artists, but it's it's obviously also really different for everyone because everyone has a different personality and things that some people need, need more structure, some people need less and whatever. So I guess probably also learning what you actually do need and what you like in the way that you like to live because that will influence your decisions on career as well. Yeah. You know what? I, I would love to be in your in the the letter yeah. writer's predicament you know because you're you're so young you're 17 18 i wish that i knew what you know about yourself right now you don't you don't know what exactly makes you happy or where exactly you want to do but you know that you know maybe college isn't for you and you shouldn't go into something that you're going to rack up you're you're questioning stuff which is good i never questioned anything i my parents were like you're going to doctor lawyer engineer business pick one you're going to college like no mm-hmm. option no I, I didn't have an option so i went into something that i was so miserable in i was failing school because i'm not i i shouldn't have been in school in the first place um and then years later i had to discover myself so it's actually really cool that at this age at 18 17 you're able to like know that you know and be aware of like okay i know that this is the industry that i want to be in how can i and you're you're being proactive you're writing to us yeah. you're getting advice from george maple from alejandro <laughs> and people who are in this industry already so you're do, you're doing everything right by asking the right you're asking the right questions for sure totally yeah the fearlessness is definitely important during these this time frame for sure mm. yeah and i was the same way i mean i i mean i'm the same the i am the same way i my interests change so quick one day i'll be into like candle making and then make a whole instagram page about it like this could be a cool business and then two days later i'm like eh, i'm good i'm kind of bored of that i want to try something else which is just it's annoying but that's you know that's you gotta embrace it because it's cool that a lot of different things uh interest you it's 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 a cool thing to have i love but stick to those interests i love what you're describing as far as just diving in and like committing and it doesn't matter how long it lasts just yeah exploring it's so important just trying trying stuff being being a bit of a kid well being a kid like i mean that's like something we can all learn from i think just try stuff try stuff talk to people meet people be open to things you know simplify well george this has been so amazing to talk to you and like you have been so open with us basically you've sh- opened your whole mind to us and like you're like come in let me show you what what's going on in here so thank you so much for being so amazing as that. always i oh my god for you real. to come to la as soon as possible i know i like you're, you're yeah. making every time i see an image of la or a person <laughs> love in la I just my whole heart just goes, I'm like I need to I'll be I'll be back I'll be back soon I'm gonna get on a yes. plane really soon yeah please can you tell our and listeners where they can or how they can keep up with you oh yeah sure I mean um visually I always love Instagram just because it's like I think of it like a portfolio and it's George Maple official and then uh I guess Spotify is where the music is and or all streaming platforms like 
all the things yeah. well good luck with this next album listeners Thank please you. go listen to george's music Aww. because it is it does speak to your soul and it's just amazing and you're gonna recognize some of them or a lot of them for sure because i've been hearing your stuff everywhere and it's just a daily reminder Aww. that i miss you and you need to come here it's a yeah. sign so just get your butt <laughs> to la as soon as you can <laughs> i seriously will okay thank you so much i really appreciate it. this has been such a beautiful open conversation thank you well guys this was another episode of damsels in the dms until next time <laughs> going down in the dms <laughs> bye dms dms we don't need them we just leave them please yeah it's going down in the dms bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.